I'm trying to think if there are like any Egyptian bah, bah, bah. themed VTubers. Bah. I'm sure there are. Or mythology themed just in general. Seems like. It, it feels like with the like Percy Jackson's about to come back. Maybe that will like do something. That's got like an oddly dedicated community. People, like, people love. love. Percy Jackson. Yeah. I miss the boat. I'm not judging anyone. I whatever. I'm a Harry Potter kid, you know, and like fucking that's got a whole bunch of baggage. But like I, I just completely missed the boat on it. So when people were like crying out, like they fucked up the books, like I'm sure they did because those were bad movies. Apologies to Alexandra Daddario and Logan Lerman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I didn't know I had no context. I was just like, ah, I forgot about these. Yeah. And then like Ten years later, people are telling me, like, oh, I loved reading those as a kid growing up. And I was like, well, I knew you as a kid growing up. I didn't know that. So where the fuck did all these people come from? Yeah, but you didn't. You don't talk about books with your friends, really. Like, Not when you're, you're, you're young, young, I guess. Younger, yeah. Like, you all go off and read on your own. And then you're like, I can't let them know I was reading Captain Underpants. But, and now I'm like, no, 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 the Captain Underpants movie was really good. Yeah, and, like, those books are actually deeply subversive. <laughs> and... Mm. Uh, should be should be pushed on children more. Um, yeah. Oh, is Captain Underpants a failed blockbuster? Did it bomb? Because I, I I saw that shit in theaters, which is like I did too. Yeah. I that was one of the the, the movies I, I got to watch like like way early. I think no, it was only a thirty eight million dollar budget and made one hundred twenty five million. Okay, so, so what the fuck? How come we didn't get a sequel? I think it got an animated series. Oh, you fucking! Yeah. That was that weird. That's that weird transitional area for DreamWorks, where like oh. DreamWorks is like they're starting to produce a bunch of like really cheap animated films, and then like you know also like I think I said my biggest problem with that movie though is mm-hmm. I'm not a giant fan of Ed Helms as right. as. Mr. Krupp. He's great at Captain Underpants, but he mm-hmm. wasn't good as Mr. Krupp, which is a big, which is an important detail. Okay. Also, uh, it's not a failed blockbuster, but that's what we're here to talk about today uh, with Alex Preuss' 2016 Gods of Egypt. Hello. I'm all your you Preuss heads, rise up, rise up. Hey, there, there are Preuss heads out there. Yeah, oh, one that's of, my co-host, Matt Garingo. One of them was Roger Ebert. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Roger forgot. Ebert yeah. Love Dark City. To the point that he has a commentary track on the like Blu-ray. <laughs> That's so. Fu- I, I haven't listened to that yet. I should I, have. I haven't either. You know what? Like I, I listened to his because he also did a commentary for uh, Citizen Kane. So I've heard oh. that one. Yeah. Okay, I gotta check that out. Yeah, I don't I, know if it's on the yeah. recent uh, criterion. I don't know what the rights are in terms of. Uh, commentary tracks and stuff like I that. I talked to you about this from the last episode of no, yes. Vice. Mm-hmm. We're like there are people like who will upload like audio commentaries now because some of the like copies are harder to find, right? Yeah. Go up in the air, whatever, people getting stingy with shit. So yeah, there's stuff there's ways to find it out there now. You just gotta like really dig deep or just ask around on Twitter. Yeah. Frankly. Pe- people will give you the, the deets. There there's an account that just like like they'll they'll tweet out scenes from movies with the commentary tracks over them, mm-hmm. and then and like the reply, the link to like a mega link for the commentaries. There you go. 
And, you know, it's a way of keeping that aspect of the art form alive, which I think is, like, really cool. I think, though, now, like, it seems like a lot of digital copies that go up are starting to come with special features. Like, especially on Apple, so maybe that'll be the future. Mm -hmm. That eventually you'll be able to buy a copy of Evil Dead that comes with every single special feature ever made. Yeah, instead of having to buy multiple ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. iTunes wasn't great at, like categorizing that stuff before so early like itunes movie copies that i have like drive for example has no special features but you buy it now it's got some stuff all right it'll just take me straight to the movie all right cool i i don't understand why did you you (laughs) ever watch movies or videos on your ipod oh yeah of course like uh i used i watched that's how i watched all of tim and eric when it first aired i did the first two seasons and it was just me and my friend Chris Yu, shout out to Chris Yu, um, and we would share the headphones, and we would just sit on like the bleachers at the school, and we would just watch Tim and Eric on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, those were the days. Um, I did a lot of uh, Lost rewatches on there. I bought episodes oh, right. of Lost, not all of them, but I bought a handful of them because they were the hypest shit ever, and they still are. Wasn't Lost, though? Like, Lost, before, like, streaming, you could just watch Lost on your computer. You could watch it on ABC. ABC had a terrific mm-hmm. website. They were kind of ahead of the curve with the ABC television. Yeah. Like, just putting their shows up there for people to catch up on, you know? And even though Lost lost... <laughs> lost lost <laughs> the viewers, <laughs> uh, like, on the... regular network readings whatever like it was still huge online i think they understood that like to keep this thing alive you have to make easy access to all the episodes like in a Mm pre-streaming era because like it's a hard show to be like season four starts this week jump on like you can't really do that you know yeah yeah yeah. Um, because that was the thing like they talk about breaking bad was kind of saved by netflix like breaking bad did not have good ratings for like the first Mm -hmm. four seasons which is crazy yeah, and then uh, fucking Netflix blew it up, and everyone was like, wait, the show fucking rocks. Yeah. And like, literally, Where is they, it on? <laughs> they already signed all the deals to make season five the last season, and that's when the ratings like went through the roof. Like, that's, that's partly why Better Call Saul exists, because they, like, they tapped into Breaking Bad like a little too late in terms of popular popularity, mm-hmm. you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and you know we're recording the day after. The I have finale, not seen it yet. I, I have not seen it either. So, I am. I'm still making my way through it on Netflix. So eventually, I'm gonna have to get that that final season. Hot take, like good show. AMC Plus, it's it's fucking terrific. I know. It, it's it is so impressive. How like far into it level. are you? I'm I'm right at the end of season one. Okay, so I'm not that far. It's, but it's it's so good. Its last season is interesting in contrast to how Breaking Bad played out. Okay. Where Breaking Bad kind of had like that like sort of intensity to it, which is kind of the whole Better Call Saul thing. Like Breaking Bad had like a sort of like immediate intensity, whereas Better Call Saul is like just watching like a slow collapse, and it's just great. It's great shit. So. Yeah, I, I'm glad Vince Gilligan is is so like he has such an understanding of writing. Although he is no longer character. the head writer on the show. Oh, then I, think, I apologize, I but at, at least from from what I've seen from the get-go, mm-hmm. right, like, it was inherently a different direction from Breaking Bad, because you can't repeat that. Yeah. And uh, who who is the, the, the new head writer? Uh, it's the, the co-creator. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but you've seen okay. him uh, listed everywhere. When you watch the show, when you watch that 15-second opening that my dad insists I hit the skip button for, which I don't do understand. Do I don't know. 
Um, I saw someone do that for like an episode of The Office one time. And again, I'm not even someone that worships The Office or anything like that. And this is when it was on Netflix. And I was like, why? Like, why'd you do that? Like, yeah. Peter like Gould. What? It's like 20 seconds. Oh, uh, Peter Gould. Yes. Um, clearly terrifically talented as well. Mm-hmm. Good job. I just Congrats like, on the show, everyone. Uh, the thing about both those shows that I just, I appreciate is that they're just so open about like, yeah, we, we, we didn't know what the ending was until we wrote it. Like, that they, mm-hmm. they're just so kind of open about where, like, they're just like, yeah, we kind of were making it up as we went along. And, and we've talked about it before, but that's, like, totally in contrast to Game of Thrones, which was like, no, we know it now, so now we're going to, like, mm. speedball it yeah. to the finale. And it's just like, no, don't mm. ever do that. What the fuck was that? Yeah, how did they, they just, that is, like, the biggest fumble in, like, modern history is just those last seasons of that show. I was talking to some other friends about it recently, and I still think season five is, like, the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just fucking miserable. Like, it's not just bad. Like, yeah, it's actively it's, miserable. It's all the tropes that the show is, like, known for and, like, used, like, poorly, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, like... it's And now, like, I'm really worried about fucking House of the Dragon because they talked about how, like, like how they're going to they're gonna try and handle sexual violence better in it. And it's, like, the way it was, like, that statement came out, it's, like, you still don't understand what you're really doing mm-hmm. and what you're playing with here. And it's, yeah, like, once you get to season five of Game of Thrones, it's just, like, awful. Especially that shit. They just don't, they're not thinking about the sexual politics of it at all. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, J- uh, Jamie Lannister, this is, yes, this is my pivot into Gods of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lannister became, like, kind of one of my favorite characters uh, by season three and four, um, like the way they peel back like the layers of like this really fucked up guy, and then like you know they kind of like lose that thread, and then they get it back, and then they lose it again, and yeah. then like, they lose everything. Uh, but Nicolaj Coster Waldo, I was like, this is like a really good actor. What he is the fuck? a good like, actor. Honestly. What what happened outside of Game of Thrones? Because like he's also in Headhunters, which I like, mm-hmm. um, and then he's in. A movie called Clown Forever. Well, <laughs> it's a Danish. Okay, it's a Danish comedy, so that's probably Danish humor. I yep. don't know, you guys. It's um, in Oblivion. I remember him in Oblivion. Oh my uh, god! I totally fucking forgot. No one remembers the movie Oblivion. I remember the, you remember the pretty s- images. You remember seeing it. You remember enjoying it, but you don't really remember. Yeah, I, I like Joseph Kaczynski. You, I, I am not crazy about Oblivion. Do you remember that Morgan Freeman is in Oblivion? I do remember that. <laughs> I, that was something where like I have to kind of remind myself every yeah. now and then that Morgan Freeman was in that movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Nicholas Coster-Waldau was also in Brian De Palma's most recent film, Domino. Domino. God, he's not picking the right movies. Uh, that one he got like fucked on though. That, yeah, that was like a whole thing. That's a whole thing, but still, it's you know he is he seems to be making a pivot of being like I'm gonna work with interesting directors, and it's just not really paying off. Yeah, um, but maybe he's just got like those. You get so much fucking money if you want to show like Game of Thrones for that long. Yeah, right? yeah maybe so that's it. Hopefully, that oh, it's a little, always sad when you see like they're listed. It's like Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones and an episode of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Oh, so wow. okay. uh, well, that was uh 2015. So that was like, oh, that was season five, I guess. Then right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is like the kind of the moment where like Game of Thrones is like starting to crack. Like mm-hmm. it's and like, it's never getting more popular. And I'm like, wait, no, everyone, there's something wrong here. Yeah, <laughs> wait. 
Um, I'm kind of amazed anyone even stuck with it through season five. Like, I guess it was the Jon Snow thing. It does end on the Jon Snow. Thing. Yeah, the the last two episodes because they they oh no they do uh, hard, hard home that fucking like the most metal shit ever. It's like a really good episode. I think it's the first one my boy uh, uh, Miguel Sapochnik directed, mm-hmm. and it's like. All the direction is making up for like some adequate, not the worst writing of the season, and then it's just like, oh no, it does the White Walker set piece for like twenty minutes, and it's just like the most metal shit mm-hmm. ever. And it's like it's got this perfect culmination. The the what's the, the Lich King? What's what's the the dude? The Knights. The, the Knights. The, the, the Knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Lich King. Which is hysterical that like. We got the Knights King on the show. The Knights King has yet to appear in the books, which is I know, but wild. like in the in the world of the show, yeah. at least that made sense for like John's arc, right? Mm-hmm. It's like okay, he he fucking he, he, John saves as many people as he can, and then he just stares back at the dude, and then the, the Knights King raises the army of the dead. It's this perfect like mm-hmm. culmination point of like okay, this is the conflict heading into the final show. Mm-hmm. Nothing else really matters. We got to finish that as soon as possible. This is like. It's like me, you, us, them. Yeah. It's like so fucking awesome. Uh, anyways, uh, Miguel Sapochnik uh, should direct a movie Did or something. Did he also cause... do Battle of the Bastards? Yes. Yeah, because that's the other one. So I think that's the thing that kind of keeps it afloat is that ending and then the Battle of the Bastards are like the two things yep. that kind of get people to be like, eh, it might work out, you know? Mm-hmm. And oh, then... he directed, uh, I believe, the pilot. Oh. Of the House of the Dragon, so okay. I oh shit, they fucking got me. That the house, I don't know, man. I just don't know. If no, it's... no, I have not even. I don't even know when it comes out. I just, I was so impressed with his work on Game of Thrones. I, hey, I'm sure it'll be directed fine. I just don't know if there's a story there. Oh, probably like, not. I'm not talking about that though. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, have you ever just watched a pilot of something? Of a show, like, like yeah, and then they're like, okay, you're good. Um. I have, but it's usually times I've done that. I've like watched the pilot and been like, "That was bad," and then I don't watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the. I was so hyped for when they brought V back. Remember V? I do remember. And v, like yeah. that pilot, the first episode of V was just terrible, and it was one of those like sinking, like, "Oh man, oh I can't believe you fucked it up," mm. and it was just awful. What network was that? ABC. ABC. All right. That was, yeah, that was the, the classic. Like, we got to feel lost. We got to f- find something to replace lost. All right. None yeah, of this has to do with Gods of Egypt. I'm going to keep it in, though, because this is kind of how my mind works when I'm this watching is, Gods this of is Egypt. Every episode of the show, though, as we talk like this. Uh, yeah, but like this one, it feels like more painfully obvious that we didn't like this movie. Um, I guess. Uh, I didn't hate it, though. No, no, no. I, was... I don't hate it either. I was like just bored. It's it's such a. I have positives. I do too. Um, I have exactly. Let me look at my notes. I have exactly five positives. <laughs> so, oh okay. Um, but yeah, uh, not great. Mostly boring and forgettable is the thing, and uh, shocking that this movie even got greenlit. It is. I will say that I'll get some positives out of the way first because I don't. I don't know if they're like hot takes or whatever, but like, I I really like how sincere it is. Yeah, there's a like, heart. It, to it bums it. me out that it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you were gonna say something. No, no, I'm I'm, in a, I'm just agreeing with you. Um, okay, like yeah, I, it's got like it just it's like a a little 
nice little heartwarming story about like a god learning to be humble, which I love in Thor, obviously. So maybe I like that here too. And like how it's about like sharing the power he has to like that was within him all along with like uh, uh, everyone else. Like it can't just be the gods rolling over everything. So by the end of the film, spoilers, he gives it to the, the, the people who helped him become his best self. I was like, okay, this is like a nice arc. Um, and the Egyptian gods look like Transformers, which I'm like, I'm sure people were like fucking rioting over or just didn't care. But I was like, I don't know. It looks cool. I think it's cool that, that blood can be gold for gods. The gold blood is cool. Yeah. Uh, the, I like the, the, the really, here's the thing. The best special effects in this movie are like the really simple ones. Yes. And it's like like the fact that the all the Egyptian gods are like fucking like gigantic compared to people. Like there's so much thought and they exist in the same like it's pretty seamless when you watch it. That they're on the same scene, but then when like the action takes over, you're just like immediately tired. And you're like, I what am I watching? And I think the the height different stuff works. Mm-hmm. When they're like moving around a lot, not just in action, but like when they're just kind of wandering like the more fantastical landscapes, it it sometimes looks really bad. Yep. Yeah, that looks pretty bad. Um the well I mean most of the landscapes in general just look bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I don't know. It's something that we've never been able to crack where it's just like the like these digital movies just aren't that interesting. And it's like only James Cameron can like get it right. And <laughs> James Cameron and the Wachowskis. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't even know why. I couldn't tell you why it works there and not here. Other than the fact that fucking Alex Proyas couldn't stop his camera from moving. And the editing in this is pretty bad. There's some pretty was... bad moment-to-moment editing in this that yeah. was like jarring in its awfulness. And yeah, what is Alex Proyas' deal? I don't know. Because he ha- he has directed a few like only a handful of movies. He did The Crow, which is like infamous. He did Dark City, which is kind of the movie that comes out before The Matrix and bombs, and then The Matrix comes out a year later and is like the hit. Like so, like Dark City was just like the a little too early, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like this missing link between The Matrix and Blade Runner in a way. Yeah, um, he does Garage Days, which I've never seen. Have you seen that? I've not seen Garage Days. I have no idea what that is, actually. He does iRobot, which is a bad movie. No, iRobot is fun. iRobot is a bad movie mainly because it's written by Akiva Goldsman. And at some point you can tell that it just was like, we gotta just make this fit the Will Smith thing. And the Will Smith thing is whatever Will Smith is interested in at any given moment. And Will Smith, for whatever reason, wants to be known as like a hardened badass who like lacks humanity even though his best characters tend to be the ones with the most humanity yeah Um, that is weird i don't really get that from that movie at least not that much because like he likes humanity okay he hates his boss he talks down dr susan calvin all the time um he's doesn't like sunny and like sunny has to kind of he has to warm up to him and he doesn't like anyone, really. The only guy he seems to like is uh, James Cromwell, and he dies before the movie starts. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh... Well, see, that's, like, his last connection to, like, his own humanity. He has to, like, regain it through, like, the journey of that film. Yeah, Which but... is maybe, like, Alex Price's thing? That's what he's interested maybe. in? Maybe. Yeah, that seems to be a recurring thing. 
Um, but the he's mo- got big ideas. The movie's no. just not very good. I, I uh, get a kick out of iRobot. I'll go to bat for iRobot. Uh, it ends with like a dumb fight on top of a building that is uninteresting. Um, also, have you ever read iRobot? I have. Yeah. I read it after I saw the movie and liked it, and I was like, what the yeah. fuck happened? Also, there's the infamous like Harlan Ellison screenplay for an iRobot movie that was going to be made by Irvin Kirshner back in the 80s that like never got made. And it's one of those where like it was one of those people were trying to forever, and then someone just like just turn iRobot into a Will Smith action movie. Um, I do like the one scene when his uh, his lieutenant um, confuses Frankenstein and the Wolfman when they're at the bar. Do you remember that scene? No, I don't. Is that a scene in the bar where like they're talking about robots because that's all people do in this movie? And mm. um, is like, no, this is just like the Wolfman. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, man creates monster, monster kills man, just like the Wolfman. <laughs> and then he's like, no, it's Frankenstein. He's like, doesn't matter. Like, that's like the one really good scene in the movie. Um, oh, and Shia LaBeouf was in it. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I Oh, boy. In that oh, moment yeah. where I'm like, I'm rooting for Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. And then I yeah. wasn't, and then I wasn't for a few years, and then it kind of came back, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm back. I'm back to root for Shia LaBeouf. And then, no, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, that was a bummer. Um, I will say my favorite part of iRobot, it's in all the trailers, I think, but it's when he has like a really bad day and then he gets onto the freeway and then the two fucking big robot trucks like kind of sandbox him in on the in, in the, the tunnel and then he's just like, oh, there's no way my luck is that bad. And then it opens up and all the robots start trying to kill him. That's fun. Yeah, sure. If you like, it's a, a good movie. Of, like a bunch of digital guys jumping around. Yeah, it looks cool. They're, They're cool designs. What year did that movie take place in? Um, 2035. Okay, so we still have time. <laughs> <laughs> we have time to stop the robot uprising. Yeah, the three laws Although, the twist in that film is... Wait, what? No, no. It, it was it was the robot. Yeah, movie. it was. It was, the oh, other, it was just yeah. a different one. It was just a different robot. And the whole thing was like, see, he had, I had to make a robot that was like free from its like restraints in order to stop the actual robots. Like they're just following their programming. You know, it was the free robot that actually saved the day. Mm-hmm. That is the one good thing when he takes the hologram to the graveyard, to like the junkyard. Remember? Yeah. Where it's yeah. like he figures out that like, oh, I'm supposed to ask those. Like that's a pretty neat idea. Um, but the movie's not the best. No, it's. It's good. It's better than Gods of Egypt. Um, um sure. I will say, I, I think iRobot's, like, action's, like, really solid. Yeah, yeah, there's some and good... And in Gods of Egypt, I actually kind of like some of the set-piece ideas, but it, it's, it feels so cobbled together, and I don't know why. I think it's just the, like, digital filmmaking. Everyone's like, every movie's gotta look like Avatar now. And it just never, like, no one could do it. Like, no Maybe one... Maybe this figured... is seven years after Avatar. I know, but it does feel like it's part of that wave, though. Like, what's so weird about Gods of Egypt is that it feels like it's part of two waves, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like, A, it's part of post-300, we still think Gerard Butler is going to make us money. Oh. And it also seems post-Avatar, and by post-Avatar, what I really mean is post-The Clash of the Titans uh, remake, which came out, like, the year after, which was the Sam Worthington, like, other Sam Worthington vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Which was, like, it's in 3D, even though it looked terrible. And it made, like, $400 million. And that's, like, six years <laughs> before. And it just, it's, they're just way, like, you would tell it was in the pipeline, and that's the reason this movie got as far as it did. 
And then it might have just been one of those moments where someone was like, we have spent too much fucking money developing this Gods of Egypt movie. Like, we just have to make it now. Mm-hmm. And then it, it was just too late. Like, it just wasn't going to work. Like, uh, This movie, I just found out what the influences were on it, according to Alex Proyas. Mm-hmm. Do you know this? I think I saw that. Where, but right. he, like, listed, like, Guns of the Navarone, like, Lawrence of Arabia, which... I mean, any movie in the fucking desert is influenced by Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, it, w- whether people recognize it or not, to the like, point, no, it like, just is. To the point, like, <laughs> like just stop. Like, yeah. like, let it be... Like, it's like that thing of, like, don't read The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Just let, like, all those beats develop, like, naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even, don't try to hit them. Um, just don't watch Lawrence of Arabia. You'll hit those beats. Um, the Man Who Would Be King, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because why not? And Sergio Leone. I I see Raiders more than any of the other ones. I see... I definitely see Lawrence of Arabia. I don't see Guns of the Navarone at all, frankly. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about there. I don't... I don't know. I mean, it is like an Ur action film. Like, it's one of the proto-action movies. But, no. It's... It's... There's none of that really here. Uh... And I... I I mean, the man who would... The man who would be king is, like, kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. I don't see Sergio Leone that much, either. If if it was influenced by him, people would talk a lot fucking less, which oh, might oh, help the movie. Yeah. Um, did you All right, know, let did, me. Did let you me... notice the guys who wrote it though? No. Um, it's two guys, Matt Sazma. I'm gonna pronounce these wrong, and Burke Sharpless. Okay, I, I oh that makes so much. And sense. they have written Dracula Untold. The Last Witch Hunter, Gods of Egypt, Power Rangers, Morbius, and the apparently they still went through a shooting, Madam Web, which they started filming in July. So there are some leaks about what that movie is about. Oh, is it a good leak? Uh, you're going to be so mad. Oh, what is it? Or maybe it? you just won't care anymore. What is it about? I want to know. It's, 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 I'm, this is out there. I feel comfortable saying it. It's is Terminator. A... What? Instead of going back in time to kill Sarah Connor to give birth to John who's giving birth to John Connor it's about going to kill Aunt May to stop her from giving birth to Peter Parker Aunt May doesn't give birth to Peter Parker or what the fuck <laughs> the, the, the other one the other the other May sorry I apologize the other May the other May the, the other you, you mean her, uh, his mom yeah okay his mom so Madam Webb is coming back in time uh, from a spider world I, I don't. I don't know the the character details. Is probably why I said Aunt May <laughs> instead of his mom. But I'm guessing. So what I'm guessing is she's coming from like a spider world where like everything's taken over and like they gotta stop Spider Man for some reason. I bet you we'll see the spider world and it'll look really cool. And then like none of the movie will take place there. Um, S. Okay. T. Clarkson's directing it. That's. I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, she is a good director who can't fucking get a movie off the ground. Yeah. Of course, this is the one she gets off the ground. It's, so it, that the seems to be how it goes. Who was the fucking woman that was lined up to do Wonder Woman initially? Um, it was someone connected to Breaking Bad. Oh, uh, Michelle McLaren. Yeah. Has she made anything yet? No. She's yeah. fucking good. Yeah, she is. She was supposed to be doing a Jim Jones movie. With mm. with Vince Gilligan, um, mm. and it was either gonna be a movie or a miniseries. Like that was the thing she was kind of left for. But I guess did you hear about like like how she was like going to do Wonder Woman and like what got her like kicked off of it? Uh, 
I forget now. She was apparently the only one that remembered that Wonder Woman has the ability to talk to animals. So, like, Wonder Woman was going to have, like, a tiger that followed her around. Oh, okay, and they were like, we can't and do that. the studio was like, that sounds dumb. And then Macaringo was like, that sounds like the best movie ever. Yeah. And they were like, well, clearly we're, we don't want that audience, so... <laughs> They, well, hey, the um, Patty Jenkins worked out for them. Oh yeah, it worked out great. The first time, yeah, worked out for like the first until like the last ten minutes of that movie. <laughs> I, I like the whole movie. That movie's way better than it really has any right to be. Like, yeah, that of, movie shouldn't work it, it, really. It, it really it shouldn't. And like Wonder Woman eighty four. I feel like everyone's hung up on the wrong shit with Wonder Woman eighty four though. Like, it's like the people like poking like, why does it look so goofy? I'm like, I love that it looks goofy. It's yeah, like, like that's intentional. Yeah, it's just. And I like the movie, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't admit that in public. I'll oh, just you, admit you, it on the podcast. You liked Wonder Woman eighty four? Yeah, I thought it was okay. Why? I don't have time to get into Cheetah, that. Right Cheetah doesn't even show up to the last five minutes, so she doesn't look that's, like a that's, Cheetah. They dropped the ball so hard, not that's... just with like adapting the character, but like that arc, mm-hmm. like is like really weird. And, like, she's coming into her own like Diana is, but she's doing it wrong because I guess she beats up, like, a, a man harassing a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess that's crossing the line. Like, it's framed as crossing the line in the movie. Who wrote and that It's like, movie? no, that's pretty – that's, that's, that's a good one. Do that. All right, it was Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns and another guy. Jeff, I, oh, I, it's I, Jeff. I, I lay all the blame at the feet of Jeff Johns. I was going to say, too, yeah, is, not to be, like, one of, like, the Snyder cultists or anything like that, but, yeah, that makes a lot and, of like, sense. And, like, Jeff Johns isn't even, like – awful awful but like he's got terrible instincts mm-hmm. and he always thinks he has to reinvent the wheel with like every character and like when he does it like doesn't work so yeah just yeah, just just sometimes you got to keep shit simple yeah. and i'll say like the best parts of gods of egypt that i like you know keeps it simple it's like yeah. what is what is fucking um set want Oh, he wants to rule everything. He wants to rule everything. Okay. He wants to defeat death. And it's like, sure, right on, man. Like that's. I like... will say, I think Gerard Butler is excellent. Gerard but- but here's the thing. Is Gerard Butler, like, bad? Like, did, or did we just, like, convince ourselves he was bad? Like... No, he fucking rocks. He's, 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 a, he's, he's Dude's Rock. Yeah, he's, he's, like, the personification of Dude's Rock. Yeah. And I think he just... It was the 300 thing... Where when 300 came out, everyone was like, this is the coolest movie ever. And then, like, two years later, people were like, actually, that movie sucks. And then, now it's, like, in a weird, like, limbo state. And then he just picked, like, a bunch of weird, not great movies. Also, he was the Phantom of the Opera and was not good as the Phantom. Did you ever see that? Oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> where, where, I have not seen that since, point like... point of no return. Like, he's... I haven't seen that since, like, fucking HBO, like, the year after it came out. Mm-hmm. So I cannot vouch for it, but I forgot he was the Phantom. He's, he's not good in it. Um, why he was picked, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But Ger- Gerard Butler's definitely had a renaissance, especially with, like, the action film Twitter. Oh, man, he also, he's also, like, they also did, like, a bunch of shit that no one remembers like nims island yeah nims island uh, p.s i love you ugly which... truth uh the uh well, rock and rolla which rocks rock and rolla which they've never made the sequel that they promised i know it's probably too Fucking late guy Ritchie. Fuck. Um, it has my one of my favorite tropes as one of my favorite tropes in movies which are the unkillable russians <laughs> that you just like you do yes. anything you can do but they just won't go down which is yeah. like always funny um, oh, uh, he did a movie called Machine Gun Preacher, which should be a masterpiece just from the title yeah. alone. It's like not. Oh, it was the Leprechaun in movie forty three. 
Oh my god. We keep, we keep going back to that. It it's tied into everything. It's kind of like, you know, it's like a virus. Here's something well, did you ever see three hundred Rise of an Empire? I did. Oh my god, you might be the only one. No, no, there's there are people out there. There are they, people that like it more than the first. I I if I don't like the first, I doubt I'm gonna like <laughs> three hundred Rise of an Empire. I, I don't think you would either. Um I, I do not. I want to make that clear. Well, Eva so. Green's in it, and like I, I'd kind of watch her in anything. Yeah, no, she's great in it. I'd watch um, Eva Green in a video of her killing my whole family, and then yeah, <laughs> pointing yeah, at the that's... camera and being like, "You're next, motherfucker." Yeah, and I'd be like, "I, I hope so." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, all right, she's yeah. great. She's great and shit." Uh, um, and of course, Gerard Butler is in action film Twitter favorites, Geostorm. You know what? And I did Masterpiece not, Den of Theme. I did. I, I did not like Geostorm. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I know people fine. were into it. I like Geostorm. I thought Geostorm kind of sucked. Uh, Den of Den Thieves. Den of Thieves is like dumb guy thief. <laughs> it's I mean that dumb guy heat. Oh yeah. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah. No. It, it's it's fucking raw. But the it, the one that I think uh, more people should be talking about, frankly, is Cop Shop the Joe Carnahan film. Yes, he's great in Cop Which Shop. is a wild little movie that has no right to exist. And it's just... The last movie I will watch that has a cop protagonist. That's... that. It's the last one. And I'm glad it got in under the wire. Because mm-hmm. it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it is a good movie. Uh, but yeah, Jared Butler's not bad. It's just, I don't think... He's an action star for, like, a genre of action films that just don't really exist in the mainstream anymore, you know? I know. yeah. Like, he just, he, it's, it's all that, like, it's like Olympus has fallen, like, those are bad movies. Those are all bad. I should be in the fucking bag for those, but they're I, so bad. They're really bad. Sorry, everyone. But, um, what else did he do? He's also done, like, a bunch of weird drama films no one's heard of. Wait, really? Like what? We did like he did like a movie called like A Family Man. <laughs> yeah, like the old titles that are like so like what's this one? Uh Playing for Keeps. That's a romantic comedy. Mm. I don't remember that at all. Um Yeah, he's got, he's also got like The Vanishing, which was the other lighthouse movie. Oh. <laughs> but I think it's more just like a straightforward like horror film as opposed mm. to the lighthouse. Oh my god, I totally fucking forgot. He was in the legendary Reign of Fire. Yes, which is a good movie. Reign of Fire is is worth checking it's out. It's a good it's a good like rental, like afternoon, like got nothing better to fucking do on a Sunday. Yeah. Put Reign of Fire on. Mm-hmm. Um It should be better on it's sad, like I wish it was a better movie, but for what it is, it's solid. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean it's Rob Bowman went on to do like Electra. Mm-hmm. You know, I have like never seen Electra. Uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, no one seems to be reclaiming that one. No, um, but it still comes from a time where there was like inherent like stylization a and like lighting techniques. Yeah, there was craft required. Special. So even like some movies. dog shit, you're like, you know, at least it looks okay. <laughs> oh my god, he was in Laura Croft Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life. Remember that. <laughs> Oh my god, isn't that fucking Jan the Bond's, like, last movie? Yes. Which is wild Fuck, to think about. man. Did he, did he do the first one? No, no he, he did. did wow, one. he only did the second Tomb Raider. Yeah. Kind of wild that Angelina Jolie, like, looked exactly like Lara Croft. 
Yeah. Um, oh, they did the other. Did you ever see the other uh, Tomb Raider? Oh, with uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. I did. I, I didn't care for it either, um, but I like her. Why can't they get that right? Like Tomb Raider, it's just like it's just Indiana Jones with a lady. Like <laughs> I know, I know. Well, they can't get Indiana Jones ripoff right either. You see Uncharted? I guess you know what I haven't seen Uncharted either. It's just but. fucking boring. And you know what? This is what fucking kills me. This fucking guy who makes that movie he makes these other movies. They all have like the occasional interesting idea for like an action set piece or something. And I'm like, yeah, you describe it to me. I'm like, that sounds fucking awesome. And then I watch it. And I'm like, what were you doing, dude? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like. Everything is barely, like, cobbled together coverage of a sequence, you know? Like, there's no motivated camera movements or placements or keeping a camera in, like, a single location so you can, like, capture a big, like, swathing movement. Like, say, falling out of a plane <laughs> in midair. Or, like, helicopters raising a pirate ship and then another helicopter raises a pirate ship and those two helicopters with the two separate pirate ships battle midair. Is that happened in Uncharted? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah, it does. And they fuck that up? They fuck it up so God, It's uh, so boring. Oh, that's awful. I know. That that's... should be the shit. I should be, like, defending this movie till the day I die. Yeah, Sky And Pirates. I can't. It's, that's awful. Um, yeah, Ruben Fleischer. Um, you know, I was invited my to go enemies. see Zombieland Double Tap. And, oh, and no. And I'm like, I never turn up an opportunity to go to, like, a movie for free. And even that, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> and so I didn't even go to see Zombieland Double Tap. I have and, not revisited the first Zombieland in a, in a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I? I don't even remember. That was one but, where I saw it in theaters and, like, had a great time. I got it on DVD, watched it once, and I was like, oh, this isn't as good as I remembered it. And, like, I haven't revisited it since. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like, it's it's such a fond, like, memory of a movie for me. I'm kind of cool to just leave it there and have that, you know? Yeah. I remember the big talking point was when filming ended, I remember the story. Woody Harrelson walked up to the director, hugged him, and said, I never wanted to do a sequel before today. Because they had such a great time. Yeah, and then, but then there was that TV series No One Remembers. Yeah, because that's when Amazon, Amazon's so fucked up. Because they were, like, they were greenlighting pilots. And letting viewers watch, like, like whatever viewers watch the most, they would green like that one. Whatever they liked, or they voted, or something like that. Wow. And it's like, that's, like, not it's how not, you do it, man. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> not according to the head of Warner Brothers Discovery. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll work out real well for him. Yeah. I think their stock did go up, though. Because <sighs> I think it went as low as it possibly could. Oh, gotta get in on it. Yeah. It's still going down. It is still overall down, but to, in the last, uh, to go up in the in the last five days, it is up. But it is very mm. rocky. It's like Uber stock, where like Uber's mm. constantly going up and down, up and down. Um, yeah, today it has written risen a few cents. <laughs> it's about twenty cents today. Um, but hey, uh, nowhere to go but up, right, Diego? I hope those stories we're hearing are true about what's going on there. Like, they're probably not, but... Although, like, the other stuff that's been coming out, like, at all these studios sounds so dumb that it's like, this seems like... It's like the fist fight after Howard the Duck came out. Yeah. Who knows how true that is, but it sounds like something that could happen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But you know what? It's interesting you bring up What's-His-Fuck, who I don't care about, um, (laughs) Ruben Fleischer, 
Because I also feel like the, the guys who wrote this, all their movies kind of have that same quality for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like there's something on paper that sounds like it should be a better movie than it is. And then you watch the movie and it it's, it sucks. Yeah. Why why, why can't they just, just make it, like, fun? Maybe, the, you know? like, maybe the scripts are better. Like, I'm not sure if script is the problem here. Like, they, they're kind of, like, generic, but the movies themselves are very bloated. And they're more bloated in that the action really sucks. Mm-hmm. But, or that Power Rangers reboot. You know what? I don't hate that movie. I don't hate it either, but it's also, like, not good. You know? Like, it doesn't... It's, it's missing, like, crucial components yeah. of working. It's yeah. one of those where it, like, comes so close, it just kind of makes you angrier a little bit. Like It frustrates me, but I, I, I got a soft spot for it, for sure. Someone can, someone's got to do fucking Power Rangers right one of these days, right? Yeah. Like, I think I've said my Power Rangers thing before, right? Um, You might have, but I probably forgot. Okay, well, I, I, again, that's another thing I completely missed the boat on, like mm-hmm. Percy Jackson. I never saw any Power Rangers, not like a second, not a single frame outside of like internet memes once I got on there. And so I, I went into that movie basically blind. Everyone was like, oh, they're bringing uh, What's-Her-Face from the animated series, or from, from the series. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, I don't know who that is. Who'd they bring they're from like, the oh, series? they're whitewashing her. And I was like, that sucks, but I, I don't know who oh, it is. Oh, Rita so. Repulsa, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yes, that one. Yeah, I can't uh, even remember the name. Elizabeth Banks was a great Rita Repulsa, though. Like she was, she's good. having fun. Yeah, she's she's in a she's in a movie. I had a bigger problem with Bill Hader as Alpha Five. And I love really, Bill I, I love Bill Hader, but it just kind of was like you could have gotten anyone to do Alpha Five. Oh, <laughs> no offense. All right, sorry. Give me your Power Rangers take. Well, yeah, I, I so I was going in blind, and I was like, I don't give a shit about Power Rangers. I'm gonna I'm gonna write my review for audiences everywhere, and I was like, I. I kind of liked it, and like the cast had such like natural chemistry. Yeah, which is something which that's is what, so like helps it a lot. Rare for these type of movies these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but, but you got to remember that was audiences everywhere. Diego, you fucking liked everything back then. I remember your reviews. Did I? Yeah, you gave so many positive reviews to things. Uh, I used to drag them up to mock you, but uh, we all had bad tastes in that time. We all thought yeah, the, yeah. We all thought the Marvel thing might actually work. Oh, yeah. No, I did like all of those basically back then. Yeah, so... And now I'm, like, yelling at friends when they tell me they actually thought Shang-Chi was one of the best movies they've seen in years. That's wild. That's the I I know. It just happened this weekend, and God bless them. But I was like, what are you talking about? Please don't say that in public. Or just don't say it in front of me. No, no, no. I want them to feel shame. The big problem with the Power Rangers movie is no Bulk and Skull. I I don't don't know what that is. Bulk and Skull were the two bullies that hung hung around and like made fun of the kids but like you know they don't and they'd always be like i think those guys are the power rangers and they'd be trying to prove it but like they couldn't do it and they had like the goofiest theme music they had like a bumbling trombone music that played every time they walked on screen <laughs> and it's like oh here comes bulk and skull and bulk was the big one and skull was the skinny one they're like a mm. Laurel and Hardy. But the fun thing about them is that, like, they're the bullies, but, like, over the... They have, like, the best arc on the show because they, they slowly start to reveal that they're actually good guys. Like, shit goes oh. down, and, like, everyone's running away, and Bulk and Skull, like, run in there and, like, save children and shit. Like, it's the, oh, be- nice. it, it's the best shit on that show. <laughs> and they both stuck around for, like, ever. Like, the original cast had all left, and Bulk and Skull were still around. Like... <laughs> And then they came back. They had a reunion some years ago. I don't watch like I'm not I'm not like a big Power Rangers head, but I watched enough of it to know. And I found I watched the clip on YouTube where like they finally reunite after all these years. And I was mm. like, oh man, Bulk and Skull are back. So they they should have been in it. I don't know why that didn't 
who thought that was a good idea to cut Vulcan's skull? That's the biggest um, mistake. Maybe they would have brought him into the sequels. Maybe that's always that was that's the big problem is now everything's like for the sequels, and you end up cutting all the good stuff. Yeah, and like that's not the problem Gods of Egypt has, but it's definitely something like I've even talked to like other like writer pals about. They're like, yeah, I want this to be a franchise, so I'm saving this. I'm like, no, don't do that. Like, yeah. if it if it can be here, put it here. If your story's you know? good enough, you can actually like you know make a franchise out of it later. Yeah, you know, John Carpenter wasn't like, I want Halloween to be a 12-episode saga, so I'm going to save my ideas for 40 years. He was just like, I'm going to make some scary shit. And he did. Florence Pugh confirmed she and Zach Braff have split. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. I'm not going to give my reaction to that on here right now. That's too bad. Is your fireworks going off in the background? This people Anyways, watch your fireworks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gods of Egypt. Um, another thing I really like about it is that I actually like the costumes a lot. Like costumes, I don't, I don't yeah. know how like, Although like it's, respectable they are. I well, just that's think the they're thing. very impressive. I get, we got to get that out of the way before we kind of talk about anything else. Of just like the whitewashing accusations of this film, right? Yeah. Well, there are less and, accusations and more like, "Hey, we got you." Yeah, it's, it's more like it's there's white guys all over this fucking movie. Like, yeah. that's what it is. And the gold blood is on their hands, exactly. You know? But it's it's one of those things where, like, when you watch it though, the movie's like so such a nothing. It's like it's like is this conversation even worth it? You know. Mm-hmm. But what's weird about it, like you said, I think you brought it up off mic, was that Exodus Gods and Kings is like a two years before this, correct? Yes, which, 2014. Which also had the same problem of just like, they like I, I think fucking uh, Sigourney Weaver is in there as an Egyptian. Like, she is. It's like so bad. And that movie got tons of shit. And that's where like Ridley Scott gave that quote that I always think of when people try to defend Ridley Scott. Oh, no. Please, ever, please. Ever, it doesn't talk like this anymore. Did you ever see that quote? Yes, or, I know exactly what you're so talking awful. about. I'm not even going to repeat it because it's so awful. But If you just go to the Exodus Gods and Kings um, like Wikipedia page, I'm sure you'll find stuff. I'm sure you'll find the quote in like the, the divisive category or whatever it's called yeah. there. I know for a fact it's there because how could it not be? You know and what? it's right to be there, frankly. Somehow the Gods... And King's Wikipedia page, um, the uh, the actual whitewashing controversy seems to have been kind of scrubbed a little bit from the Wikipedia page. What? Like, I'm, it's, I'm not saying it's not there. It's just there's not an entire section dedicated to it. Hmm. Unlike Gods in Egypt, uh, Gods of Egypt, where on their Wikipedia page there is an entire section said um, racial and ethnic casting. And then you go, oh, well, I'm sure it's just, like, a few sentences, and it's, like, seven big paragraphs. Yeah. And I think part of it was, uh, was, uh, Alex Proyas maybe being a little antagonistic with people over it. Um, Mm. Alex Proyas needed to learn to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, but didn't, didn't go well. It's just, it's kind of... It's just so weird when, like, this was, like, a huge... This was huge when it happened, this discussion. And now mm-hmm. no one even remembers the movie. Yeah. Um, but, hey. It's Our- very strange. And it's like, you know, news just came out that James Franco was, was cast as Fidel Castro. <laughs> which is, like, a whole can of worms because of him. Not just being white, but because of him. I forgot can- that that happened. Yeah. Um... Oh, him, but yeah, like 
I'm sure his ver- look. It's wrong, but I'm sure his version of Castro would have been really subtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it's it's probably also not going to happen. And for some reason, it's it's like it's not like an American Hollywood production, also, which is fucked up still. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's like, man, like like. You, you think these problems might be more isolated, and they're just, like, not. Well, it was the, also, this is the same year, um, this movie came out, is the same year as, as The Great Wall. Do you remember that? I, I have that in my notes. Yeah. I was going to bring it up when we talk more about the, the atmosphere in 2016. Yeah, it was like, that was, like, another weird moment where it was, like, you put a white guy as the hero of a movie called The Great Wall, and that movie was, like, produced in China, right? Like, Yes, it, that's directed by... Um, my, my my boy Zhang Yimou. Yeah, good director, and it's just, but that's a bad movie. <laughs> I, that's another one I kind of got a sauce for. There's moments, it, but it's, it's still better than this. It's ah, sure, but that movie's like, yeah. I don't know. That movie, the, both of these movies are fucking boring. Is the problem? Like, I like that they're both colorful, and I think you know uh, to go back to the sincerity thing that I brought up earlier. I think they're both very sincere a lot of the time, and. That has people draw the knives out faster. So even though they are flawed, and I, I can't really go to bat for them like at all. I'm like, I don't know. This is, I've seen worse shit. I guess I've seen significantly worse shit. Oh, I forgot. This is like a compacting thing of like there was Exodus in 2014, and then there was Pan in 2015. Remember Pan? I do. Oh, I have another thing about that movie. And that was... that first trailer is really good for Pan. I think the first trailer. I don't remember any of the marketing for Pan. I do. It brought me like a sense of wonder and awe, and I was like, "What am I feeling?" And then eventually, I saw the movie, and I was like, "What the fuck happened?" And apparently, Joe Wright asked himself the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think that one got away from him a little bit. Well, Joe Wright gave that interview recently when he was promoting uh, Cyrano, which is a movie that got like totally bungled by its release. Like Mm -hmm. someone should go to prison over how poorly that movie was released. But. he gave the interview where he talked about, like, how difficult, like, especially the woman in the window, like, how that got away from him, and how much of a disaster that movie was. Yeah, that one's sad. Yeah. Because I actually kind of like it. You like the woman in the window? It's for me and the wine moms, yeah. But I don't even think wine moms like it. Like, they like the... I don't know. They like the book. Movie night at my house, everyone. All right. We'll just, we'll just get our big bottles of wine. Um, but hey, uh, I guess Lionsgate... And Alex Preuss initially issued an apology, um, to which Ava DuVernay responded for some reason. Uh, this kind of apology never happens for something that happens all the time. An unusual, an unusual occurrence worth noting. That that's her quote. That's her quote. Oh, okay. Which is just uh, interesting. A lot of people were like, wow, we can't believe they apologized, which is, like, a weird take. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, later, Proyas, like, was, like, rambling on his Facebook page. Um, and he said, like, they ripped this movie because they, they were trying to look politically correct. Like, he said that's why critics came down hard on it. Oh, yeah, not because it's, like, a mess. Not, yeah, not because it's fucking bad. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know. He hasn't made a movie since. Um, yeah, I think his extremely online tendencies are kind of like an insight into how maybe he's not a great guy to like want to work with all the time. Yeah. Although the one guy here was in uh the one guy here was in Dark City. Oh yeah, uh, uh the set's architect, right? Yeah. 
The master builder. Down. Yeah, he uh, falls down the big thing. Yeah, he built a trap that was like easy to actually get around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Like they try to do like some quirky like, like punchlines and stuff like that with uh, that kid Beck, played mm. by Brent Brenton Thwaites. 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 Sure. Uh, he's Nightwing on Titans right now. Oh, is that show good? I I don't know. I just know he's on it. That was just the <laughs> I'm one sorry. That, that was the one where the trailer was like, "Fuck Batman." Remember that? Yeah. And I was like, I I'm good. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I I'm yeah. watching enough things right now. I was like the Arrow defender, and even I was like, I don't know about this yeah. one. <laughs> like, Maybe it's fine. Maybe it's like super great, but I'm also like, there's probably other things worth my time. A little. Yeah, more. yeah. He's uh uh. It's on a. It's about to see, have its fourth season produced right now. We'll see if that. We'll, we'll see <laughs> because of the change up. But anyways, he he's getting like some one liners in this that I, I know he's not like quipping or anything like, or he's not. It, he's, I'll be honest, he's it, not like making it up as like he's not improvising. They're yeah. clearly written and they just don't work. And it's not. It doesn't feel like the Marvel quips at least. So yeah, it yeah, wasn't they like just fall flat. Terrible. It's just like not good. Um. I also liked uh, the girl in it. Is that, uh, Elodie uh, Young? Yep. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Elodie no. Young, she's great, but also uh, Courtney Eaton, who played uh, the the love interest. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she was uh, Cheeto the Fragile in Road. And what's her name? Abby Lee's also in this. Yes, uh, but like like a much smaller role. Yes. She kind of has like very few lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey... Uh, this I don't know. This movie's a mess. This movie's just like there's not really much to talk about other than like why do we keep trying to do these movies with like gods and stuff? They never seem to work. You know, it seems to work in like animation more than anything. Yeah, I feel like that's where this stuff kind of like can flourish, not just visually, but like storytelling wise. Because mm-hmm. a big part of the 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 background criticism. And Proya's defense of it is that, like, it's a fantasy version. It's not Egypt that actually existed. And it's like, yeah, we know that, idiot. Yeah. Um, like, we're not, yeah, we're not coming here being like, dude, why isn't this accurate? Like, yeah, it's like, that's not the complaint. You... And it's not like he pulled, like, a Kenneth Branagh thing where, like, Kenneth Branagh will, like, cast, like, the most diverse cast on the planet. And it's like, are these, these people are supposed to be brothers and they're, like, completely different. Kenneth Branagh's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like... <laughs> It's not like you did that. It's a mostly white cast. Is the yeah, thing. yeah. Like, it's like you put Jeffrey Rush as Ra. Like, <laughs> I, I forgot. Yeah, like, he gets so big. <laughs> he gets big, and he like hits his chest, and there's flames. I actually really like that sequence. It's fun, and it's just like, I mean, it's like it's it's where Gerard Butler gets to go ham with him too, and they're like really good together. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to die, I want to live, and yeah. I'm like, I like totally believe, like his is like plight right yeah. now. Yeah, but I also I did like Ra shooting at Apophis, like the, the giant <laughs> serpent, like that was like, and like we see the Earth is flat in that shot. Yeah, which I'm like, <laughs> all right, this kind of rules for at least a few minutes, like. <laughs> That's the thing. I honestly, I sat down. I'm watching it, and like the the opening narration is bad, right? Like, mm-hmm. where it's just like they're like, "Oh, did you know gods have gold blood?" And it's like, "Why? Why are you telling me this?" Like, don't please don't bother. It's like, "Oh, did you know that gods are actually really tall?" And I'm like, "Oh, I wouldn't have put that together if you just visually showed me that." I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like the narration's bad, but then like I'm watching it, and I'm like, also first of all, I think I mentioned this on the other podcast. When we originally agreed to do this, I thought Diego was talking about Exodus Gods and Kings. 
It's like, sure, another Ridley Scott, why not? And then I was like, oh no, it's God's Egypt. So I'm watching this, and then I realize I haven't actually seen this movie. I didn't see it when it came out. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, okay, let's watch this. And I'm like, kind of like, oh man, this might actually be good. Like, it's kind of interesting. It's weird, but like in a fun way, you know? And I'm like, this is kind of interesting. And then, like, the first action scene kicks in, and I'm like, oh, nope, it's bad. Like, <laughs> it just immediately deflates once, uh, not Jared Butler's fault, but, like, once he shows up and, like, starts betraying people, it just does, like, it's like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. And I try not to be what, what we refer to as script watchers, but, you know, when he's, like, overthrowing the kingdom, and it's like, there are all these gods here who are, like, loyal to the king. They can all do the big god thing. Yeah. They could just... Could, could they not just fight him? And it's like Chadwick Boseman's right there. there and just like... Eh, oh, whatever. God, yeah. yeah. As Look, he's having fun. Yeah. He, as the God of Wisdom. He's yeah. having a great time. Uh, miss him every day. Yeah. What what a star. Uh, I do... I, I think he rides the wavelength of like almost camp that the movie needed yeah. everyone else to lock into and they just like can't. You know, well, thing, I don't think there's really any bad performances in this. It's just the no, no, no. I, I should say that too. Yeah, good. no one's it's no one's fault in the acting department. But they clearly wanted Bozeman to be the guy where it's like shit has been kind of intense up to this point, and then you meet Chad Bozeman. And he's like, oh, he's kind of a sillier character, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, you come and bother me with such petty things. Like, he's talking like that, and it's fun, but it's just it's the, it, like I said, the movie's just not. Great. It's going to be this sad thing, though, where, like, Chadwick Boseman now is... There's going to be, like, Chadwick Boseman completus for, like, the rest of his life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, I mean, for the rest of time, it's just... They're going to watch everything, so there's going to be people out there who are probably going to be, like... You know, he shows up at Gods of Egypt for five minutes, and so now you have to watch Gods of Egypt. Ugh. Such a shame. How fucking... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah, it's... it's... Terrible. It's no good. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Terrible. Um, remember when uh, he didn't win that Oscar? Oof. Good job, Academy. <laughs> and it was the last category. I know. They like they so set themselves. And didn't they announce like a Chadwick Boseman NFT or some insane shit? They did. That? And everyone was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god, he voiced T'Challa on What If? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So I will watch those eventually. At least those I don't know if I could even, like, bring myself to do it. Like, that would upset... It looks so bad. That would upset me a lot. What's his last performance? Yeah. That's what, like, stinks it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Man. Damn. That was an awful, like... Like, no one knew, but there was, like, that awful, like, year before his death where people were like... Man, Chadwick Boseman looks tired. He must be sick of being Black Panther. You remember that shit? I do remember that. that. Like, and that, like, rubbed me the wrong way at the time. And it's like, why do you care, man? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, it turned out he was fucking battling colon cancer? Like, the fuck, people? Yeah, it was really gross. Guys, can't, Guy can't look fucking tired? Ugh, only 43, man. Yeah, it's... God, I remember when that happened. I was like, fuck. Like, that, was, that whole day, everyone just, like... You just felt it in the air. It was a bad year. It was 2020. Yeah. But that one, like... That, like, a, a weight shifted, like, in the in, in the Hollywood world. Mm-hmm. You just kind of felt it. And it was one of those ones where, like, when it came out, it was like... He, nah, like, that didn't happen. Like, there was, like, an hour, I think, where I was like, that can't be accurate. Like, 
something else happened and then like once it became clear that it like did it was like the fuck really mm-hmm. and i it was like right after the five bloods came out like i remember having just watched it felt like i had just watched it like and i was like oh, he's really good in it and then it's like the oh, fuck it, it, it is that thing of like him fucking uh oh god um the kid who played Chekhov on star trek Oh, Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Those two guys, it was like, they felt like we were just seeing the beginnings of, like, a really great careers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, both of them cut short. Just awful. Just. It's, it's just so weird. It Like, it's un, like this movie was already tainted. And, like, now to just watch it and be like, I can't watch this. Like, <laughs> it makes me sad, man. Like, yeah. And, and, hey, bo- both these guys have... Um... Supporting roles in 2016 blockbusters. Uh, Anton Yeltsin kind of gets the better one with Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, obviously. Did that come out after his death? I can't even remember. It I think did. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. He uh, died earlier that year. God damn! What a fucked up year. I, I mean, know. Like, not that like years have been better, but like, <laughs> god damn, fucking shit just going off the rails, man. Hey, but Moonlight won the Oscar. Hey. That is like a, that was one of those moments where it's like, oh hey, the right movie won. Yeah, like the exact right one. Yeah, <laughs> the movie that baffled Max Landis. Oh yeah, that was pretty funny. Have you noticed all these movies coming out that don't have three act structures? And it's like, no, it clearly does. First of all, yeah, it's, it's like, just not like it's not a movie that that points that out for you very. Like, no, you know what? No, it it's, fucking does it too. Does because it it's literally does. like here's his childhood, here's his teenage years, here's his adult years, like. It's just that they're all thematic, not physical, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that, like, broke his brain. And yeah. you know what? Like, fuck that guy, too. But that's still a problem I find with, like, other writers, too. They're, like, they kind of struggle with stuff that doesn't, like, adhere to a perfectly physical narrative. Yeah, they want a physical thing. I'm so yeah. fucking lucky. It's honestly pure luck. I'm just lucky that I saw No Country for Old Men in theaters when I did. You know? Because that's <laughs> mm-hmm. a movie that has a three-act structure... But it zigs when you think it's going to zag, you know? Like, yeah. But it does have a conventional structure. And it, it's just, it challenged me enough to be like, that had to have been done for a reason, as opposed to coming out of it being like, wow, they fucked up the ending, <laughs> which I feel yeah. like other people might do. If had that movie come out like a little later, that would have been the response to that mm-hmm. movie. But Yeah, that's like the one Coen Brothers movie that came out exactly when it needed to. Yeah. Every other one's like, a little late, a little before. Yeah. Well, the True Grit made like $100 million. Okay, that one and True Grit then. <laughs> Those are, Inside Lewin Davis, maybe. They haven't, they, like I said, I was like, well, we should do another Coen Brothers after uh, fucking Hot Sucker Proxy, but they really haven't directed that many bombs. Like, even the Lady Killers made money. God, that's it's, fucking crazy to me. Intolerable Cruelty made money. Like, that's nuts. That makes sense, though, with George Clooney and Catherine Zeta-Jones, and, like, you know, just look I at I guess them. at the height of their power, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about the man who wasn't there? man who wasn't there bombed, so... Okay, oh, it's so fucking we, good. We can do that one. Fuck Which yeah. One, one of the weirder Coen Brothers movies. Yeah, but it's so... Uh, it is, we'll it's, talk about it's, it. It is great. I think, I've talked, I think I've asked you this, but uh, when True Grit came out, did you see that in theaters? I don't think I did, no. When I went, there was a fuck ton of children at the screening for True Grit. Really? Like, families decided, like, True Grit, let's go. <laughs> and, I mean, 
you know, hopefully those kids are going to grow up to be interesting people because they saw a really good movie. <laughs> but, like, that's a movie where a guy gets shot, like, point blank in the head after cutting a dude's fingers off. <laughs> it's also, like, fucking Jeff Bridges being like, <laughs> like, the whole movie. Oh, yeah, like, you can't, like, understand him at all. But you're also like, fuck yeah, dude. I totally that was, get what you're saying. That's one of those, like, classic Oscars they gave Jeff Bridges the Oscar a year too early. Because they mm-hmm. give him that Oscar for uh, Crazy Heart, which no one really remembers. Yeah. And then the next year he does True Grit. And it's like, that's the movie he should have gotten the Oscar for. Yeah. Like, you know what? I just He's kind of like Chewbacca in True Grit. You can't really understand him, yeah, but, but everyone else so, does. Yeah. I do not know this man. That was my favorite line in that whole movie. <laughs> they cut the body down, and he just looks at it and just goes, I do not know this man. <laughs> Uh, back to 2016. Let's just let's take a look at what else. What else happened? happened? There. <laughs> uh, Civil War came out, which is the worst Marvel movie. Um, a guy who will eventually give nuclear secrets to the Saudis will be oh, elected yeah. president. Yeah, that also happened. Um, <laughs> the nice guys bombed. The nice guys bombed because it came out right around Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Um, uh, fantastic! The first Fantastic Beasts entry in the saga comes out we, later that year. We didn't figure out where to find them. That no, was the, that was no, the problem no. with that movie. Yeah, is J.K. Rowling apocalypse? Is J.K. transphobic by this point? Yes, I don't remember if we know. But well, here's the thing: there I think was, we do. There was a weird like people are kind of like you know the the, the the sexual politics of the Harry Potter books are kind of weird. And then J.K. Rowling like liked a transphobic tweet. You remember this? I don't remember and, the exact order of events, but no, I remember the exact order. Oh, okay, uh, I just don't know when. Like she liked it, and then released a statement saying like it was a senior moment. I didn't realize what I was liking was transphobic. Like that, she actually released a statement that said that, and then later she just kind of goes full mask off and she released that op-ed called Turf Wars. Oh, fuck. And that was right. that was the moment where it's like, okay, like she's not accidentally kind of rubbing elbows with other feminists who are turfs. She is a turf. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment when it was like, okay, it's unambiguous. And I can't remember if it happens before or after uh, the Crimes of Grindelwald. Because I remember when Crimes of Grindelwald came out, people were kind of petitioning Rowling herself to do something about the Johnny Depp thing. And then, oh, yeah. and then I think around that time was when the transphobic stuff came out. And then that's when the backlash kind of kicked in. Uh, yeah. The and then she was like, oh, I'm, I'm just a big fan of Donnie Depp. And apparently she's such a huge fan, she like fought against the studio to try to keep him. Yeah. I bet you she's like, that's why whatever the fuck the last movie was called didn't do as well as we wanted. Uh-oh. Oh, because Johnny Depp's not in it. Yeah. Even though you got a much better actor. Yeah, it's like no competition. Yeah, you know, like that's you know not to. Who knows? No, no, we're not. We're not. It's not. We're not stirring the coals by saying Johnny Depp hasn't been good in a movie. Yeah, that was the thing I was gonna say. Like, who knows about Johnny Depp and his personal life? That's up for interpretation. But uh, what is objective is Johnny Depp hasn't made a good movie in over a decade. <laughs> like that's just the objective fact at this point. Yeah, and, you know. That doesn't And that mean... wasn't controversial to say a decade ago. Like no. we all knew it. People didn't like the pirate sequels at People first. People didn't like the pirate sequels, especially the last one where he's very clearly phoning it in and like is getting his lines. Oh, I, you know what? I'm even I'm even going back to the the 
the first two sequels when it was a trilogy. Well, yeah, know? but those are like yeah. bad movies. But he's no, fine those are those in are incredible them. blockbusters. But like, if you cut, here's the thing: you got the first Pirates, you got to cut twenty minutes. Second Pirates, you got to cut forty minutes. Third Pirates, you got to cut eighty minutes, and then they would be good <laughs> movies. The third one is kind of representative, though, of, like, peak Johnny Depp, because that's a movie where, like, there's a whole sequence where it's just multiple Johnny Depps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is, those are sequels that they kind of, like, made up on the fly as well, mm-hmm. which is probably explains some of their sagginess, but I kind of, I kind of like... But when it, here's the thing, when they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're a fucking train wreck. So... It's, I don't agree with that, but I do think the, so the follow-up sequels to them boring are in moments. There's just some sequences well, in those movies. Well, here's the thing: to compare to 2016 around Gods of Egypt cinema at the time, right, versus someone like Gore Verbinski, who did have a movie come out uh, at least in some film festivals in 2016, Cure for Wellness. Gore Verbinski can direct the shit out of like so much, versus like I don't just just pulling uh, films out of a hat here. I don't know, The Suicide Squad, mm. right? And highest grossing film of 2016. Was it? Yep. Not so, Civil War or Rogue One? It's 10th highest grossing. Oh, I thought you said the highest no, grossing. No, no, no. That scared the no. shit out of me. I that would have like, been. Oh, we've been dead. We've been dead for like six years now. Yeah, we've been, we died this all those, all those years ago. Yeah. At the fucking screenplay factory when it exploded. And they were tried to re-edit the movie. It was too dangerous. It took all of Hollywood with it. Yeah, they ran out of paper, so they had to print it on melted anthrax. Yes, exactly. Um, they used the nuclear codes to finish Suicide Squad. What are these numbers in the middle of the page? Oh, don't worry about that. Let me see uh, no, no, no. Don't I'll worry just take that, that one. Uh, the guy, the guy who owns Mar-a-Lago said he didn't need them. <laughs> just uh, excuse me as I hand these over to enemies of the state. Yeah. Um. The, Guys who are probably directly connected to the 9-11 attacks, I'm just going to give them nuclear codes. <laughs> also, no one's going to be that angry about it for some reason. Like, Yeah, what the... F- what? Like, I'm having a stroke just thinking about cause it. It's because they they're trying to stop them from running again, Diego. That's all it is. Which is probably true, to be honest. Yeah. They probably really are trying to stop him from running for president again. But he did do this. <laughs> like, he did, yeah. he did also do it. I think, actually, you know what, I read a really interesting take that it was probably Kushner that did it. that And Trump just, like, didn't know. Because like, if, if you even told Trump you, we're giving nuclear codes to the Saudis, Trump would have just said it in, like, an interview. Like, he, he didn't know. Oh. He doesn't know how to not admit to crimes. Like, yeah. And if anyone who, like, who hears that thinks that might be, like, a... A wild accusation Mac Ringo just made. Mm. Remember that day with the eclipse when when everyone was like, oh, you can only look with the sunglasses, the special sunglasses. And he just looks up at it without the sunglasses. And everyone's like, Mr. President, no. No, He just does that. Like, that's his entire ethos as a human being. Because he's... He has none. He's... uh, Like, the tragic thing about the most evil man on Earth is that he's, like, got, like, a stunted development, you know? Mm-hmm. He's that poor kid that got probably fucking tortured when he went away to boarding school and had a father who didn't love him, you know? He's mm-hmm. just, he's never progressed by that moment. They talk about if you don't have that stability at a young age, you're just mentally always at that age forever until you figure out how to find stability, you know? Mm-hmm. And he never found it. He thought he could find it by painting everything gold. And he just couldn't find it. 
Yeah. He literally got to the most... He became the most powerful person on Earth, and it didn't make him happy. It'd be tragic if he wasn't actively destroying Western democracy. Yeah, yeah. Um, gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Uh, other other movies I just want to reference that came out in 2016. Uh, Arrival, which I, I you just told me people don't like. People I, I thought Arrival. everyone liked it. No, I don't know what happened. I don't know, um, but it was kind of a terrible year for blockbusters. Yeah. Apart from like the one I just mentioned, like Star Trek Beyond, which did, um, which kind of bombed, kind of bombed. Oh, but like ch- I remember, take I took two people who hadn't seen a single moment of Star Trek before in their lives to it because I wanted to watch it, and I missed it opening weekend, and they both really liked it. Mm-hmm. So like it worked, like for yeah. what it was going for, it worked, and just no one fucking saw it. It was sad. It was just the it's the it's probably the J.J. Abrams thing of like fucking up the sequel, and then like where do you go from here now? Yeah, like, uh, JJ mm. Abrams has rebooted and killed more franchises. <laughs> the only uh, one he that worked reboot wise was Mission Impossible Three, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a sequel to his own movie. And then he didn't do any of. And the that other movie ones. like was considered like kind of a disappointment at the time, mm-hmm. like it underperformed at the time. And then later, it kind of like it became the template for the future movies. Yeah. Um, hey, remember the Secret Life of Pets? Oh my god, is that when that came out for yep. the first time? Yeah, it came out in 2016. Louis C.K. in a children's film. Um, Sorry. Just to show um, you where we were at as a culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Sausage Party. Oh my god, Sausage Party. Fuck. Remember that? Yeah. I mean... You know what? I've never seen it, though. I've never it's seen not, it. It's not good. You won't like it. I, yeah, I didn't think I would. Oh, they did the Angry Birds movie. Mm. That was that year. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. You know what? Fun movie. Yeah, but it's also a movie that just doesn't exist. Like, people remember that they made a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. No one remembers that there was a sequel made to it. I know. It's fucking... That's another fucking problem. Um, I believe Scott Mendelson from Forbes calls it the Tomb Raider problem. Funny, we just talked about that too. Where the first one, everyone decided to see. It's bad. The second one marginally or significantly better or at least entertaining worth watching but no one goes to watch it because they got burnt by the first time Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles though aside from the movies might be one of the most successful franchises ever made yeah they can't get the movies to work consistently but at they've all had, at this point they have had five series and four of them have been hits mm-hmm. so that's kind of wild yeah, I, I like it. the turtles. I, I got into them late too. I, I'm getting in. I'm I'm discovering a lot about my youth on this episode. Well, I think the I, thing I is on a lot of stuff. I think the thing that happens is you they go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are great. You have to start with the '87 cartoon, and you watch it, and it's an '80s cartoon. It's like this isn't very good. Yeah, it's <laughs> like then, no, you don't. Yeah, start with like the 2003 one or the 2012 one or whatever the fuck or don't at all. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Yeah. Um. Hey. Uh, the Secret of the Ooze. I saw X Men Apocalypse movie. in theaters. Uh, I X- did too. Uh, does Olivia Munn have any lines in that movie? I don't think so. That's weird. That's super weird, especially because, like, on paper, it's like, oh, you could play Psylocke, this badass with swords and shit, or you could play and Deadpool's she, like, girlfriend. Yeah, and she, like, actually did a shit ton of sword training for the movie. Like, that was, like, yeah. one of those things that came out. And she's, like, barely in the goddamn thing. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm willing to bet it's that director not knowing how to handle an ensemble. Yeah. Um, what is that guy's deal as a director? Like... He's very hands off. Mm-mm, maybe uh, wrong choice of words. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but like, he's very. Um, but like, he's got the usual suspects, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't like really guide the ship directing wise. Like, you know, there's reports coming out of him like abandoning the set of Apocalypse. Okay. For like what we can uh, rightfully assume are like evil reasons, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But he he does that like on all of his projects. Yeah. That's not a defense of it, obviously. I'm saying, like, no, he's he's not the one making these movies. But why basically. does X-Men 2 work? Does it? X-Men 2 is a great movie. I'm sorry. Uh, X-Men 2 is uh, a really good movie. Uh, right group of people, I guess. Because, like, here's the thing. If only people that movie... love Days of Future Past, very few people love Apocalypse, if any. Yeah. And it's kind of the same people. That's weird, but Days of Future Past also isn't good. I don't like it. I'm just it... saying, like... People, a waste. Something, something comes together on them uh, without his, like, know-how. And here's the thing I'll say about X-Men Apocalypse. I actually think the color grade is, like, really good for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is so good in that movie. It's so, like, poppy and comic booky. Uh, it has the utterly insane moment where Magneto destroys Auschwitz. Oh, yeah. Which is just, like, wh- like you are not the people to talk about, like, to, to confront that. Um, and the first half hour is genuinely entertaining for how fucking insane it is. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it just nosedives into generic bad territory. I think the problem is that Apocalypse is just a bad character. Like, you can't really do much with that guy. He's kind of a, he's, he's kind of a, a, like a one-off episode in a series, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the first, you could maybe a three-episode arc in a series, right? This yeah. is the first X-Men, or the first mutant, and... It's like, uh, oh, he believes in survival of the fittest sucks. and shit. You know what X-Men 2 is good? It's Brian Cox. Oh, yeah. Brian Cox rules in that movie. Oh, yeah, he's terrific. When he's just like, the jet appears to come up out of the basketball courts. Like, that, like his delivery yeah. of that line is so good. Oh, oh my God. Uh, yeah, shame about that, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry about that. We just diverged the, super hard the into Conjuring X-Men territory. Conjuring 2. Is 2016. I like The Conjuring too. I don't like any of those movies, but I, I mean, know I I remember I remember uh, fi- Finding Dory, which I did see in theaters, um, because it was one of those years where I just needed to talk to my childhood a little bit. <laughs> it's not it's not very good. Um, it's okay. It's it's like entirely fine, you know. Yeah. Yeah, what, I like Andrew Stanton enough to like be there for whatever he does next. And it's that thing of like, there's a, there's the Pixar problem that I think we're hitting now, where like their movies are mostly just fine, mm-hmm. and it's like you gotta be better than that because you're starting to like dilute like your other movies with how fine your movies are being. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, Warcraft, which I definitely go to bat for. I go to bat for Warcraft too. I saw that in theaters. Same. Um, and. At first, I kind of came out of it, like, not sure how I felt. And then I'm, like, literally in, like, the lobby of the of the movie theater. And these kids are running around, like, acting out the movie that they just saw. And I was like, okay, five stars. <laughs> like, those kids <laughs> clearly loved it. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason Bourne. Oh, fuck. Remember Jason Bourne? Yeah. Oh my god, it's Jason Bourne. Do you know... I'm sorry, we're completely off Gods of Egypt now, but do you know matter. why that movie exists? No, I don't. Is the Bourne do you know why the bomb? previous uh, Bourne movie exists? Probably without Jason Bourne. Because of a rights thing? 
Yes. So, the original run of Bourne movies, you know, it starts... Uh, it doesn't start with Paul Greengrass. It starts with... With another guy. Uh, the, the other guy who made a good movie <laughs> yeah. the Bourne Identity. That was, was right. also a movie that famously, like, they had to redo half of it because it was filmed before 9-11 but released after. So, like, they had to, like, reshoot, like, a shit ton of that first movie. Yes, Doug Liman. Doug Liman. Okay. And Doug Liman, he's he's made plenty of great movies. I, I'm a fan. Sem, like, fairly kind competent of, filmmaker. Like, he, he kind of uh, finds the movie in the shooting and then in the edit. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. It worked very well with Born Identity. I think it worked great with something like Edge of Tomorrow. Um, Didn't work and with so he's Chaos gone. Walking. You know, it works sometimes. Other times it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but the films were written by Tony Gilroy, and Tony oh. Gilroy and Paul Greengrass were kind of in of two minds of where to take the franchise, basically, mm-hmm. and how to like write these narratives. Um, so by the end, oh, Ultimatum, I forgot Tony Gilroy directed Legacy. Oh my yes, God. that's okay. why he directs Legacy to kind of steal it back away from Paul Greengrass because Tony Gilroy doesn't really write Born Ultimatum. Mm-hmm. He is credited and he wrote on it, but the finished film is like kind of just. Did Gilroy write grass and like the other writers? Did he write Supremacy? He did write Supremacy. Supremacy because Supremacy is the really good one. I love Ultimatum. Supremacy is like a perfect movie. Yeah, it's I'm, like it, it's I, I think flawless. I've said I think I've said like I'm not the biggest Bourne fan. Like they're not mm-hmm. like like great movies to me. Like I, they're good. I just they just don't really appeal to me. But the one I really like is Supremacy, and you know why? It's got the greatest fucking car chase you've ever seen. That, but Brian Cox is also in Born Supremacy. (laughs) 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 I think I just unlocked the key to Macaringo. It's fucking put Brian Cox in. Brian Cox was one of those guys where, like, I'm a kid watching X-Men 2, and I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah, like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) All you you supremacy heads out there. (laughs) Secession, sorry. Secession heads out there who now love him. Like, I was on Team Brian Cox way early, so... (laughs) Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's why uh, uh, Gilroy's basically not part of the finished film Voltimatum, mm-hmm. uh, which is why the, the writing is like a mess, but Greengrass direction is like f- just perfect. Yeah, like sure. Supremacy is all around like the most well-refined, but Ultimatum is like a masterpiece of if action direction. If you ever run into my father out in the wild randomly by chance, ask him to do his impression of Albert Finney. In the Born Ultimatum. <laughs> okay. He just does Your one. name is David Webb. No, he just does the one line where he goes, "He's coming home." Like, oh. <laughs> for some reason, he just does it, and it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. So. Oh yeah, Tony Gilroy does Born Legacy uh, as like a, a rebuke to Paul Greengrass. Oh no. And so Paul Greengrass is like, "Motherfucker, I'll show you. I'll bring the franchise back. I'll bring the franchise back. I'm bringing Matt Damon back." And then we all watch it, and we're like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, wow, it's one, it's a, it's a kind of a classic, like when they, like when they're separated, like they, the two guys that clash, like, but once you separate them, like it doesn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's look, the movie, everyone knows the movie was so poorly received that I had this, I only had this from secondhand accounts. I guess the Born Ride at the Universal, uh, it's an action uh, show, um, it's like a stunt show. Okay, now. Correct me if I'm wrong, because in the Jason. Oh, Bond I have not. I have not movie, seen it because it like only only do it like twice a day. Because no. One okay, cares. okay, okay. Well, 
In the Jason Bourne film from 2016, mm-hmm. Nikki Parsons, played by Julia Stiles, is killed off, and everyone's like, why the fuck would oh, you yeah, do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So in the, the Bourne stuntacular, they actually reveal that she went underground in, in, uh, in order to keep it's canon. her distance from Jason. It's canon. So they, they know they fucked it up so bad that, like, we can't leave They it put like it in that, the so. ride. They put it in the ride to, like, save face. Wow. That, that was a bad decision. That was a horrible decision. That was a, like, she's kind of like the one person you don't want to see that happen to. Yeah, and like, also, like, like, you just fucking did it for the, the the woman from the first movie. Yeah, it's it's that thing of, like, they're like, well, what will get Jason Bourne back in it? And it's like, you gotta kill a woman, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's just like, no, we move, we move past that. We yeah. don't do that anymore. We don't do that here. Uh, but they did. Why did they so. do the same gag in Ultimatum that they did in Supremacy? Where uh, there's like Jason Bourne's on the phone with them, and and they're talking, and like then he says something. who's like he ma- he makes a comment. And he's like she's like he's like put what's his name on the phone. She's like he's not here. He's like yeah he's there. He's, st- he's standing right next to you. And they're like holy shit he's watching us right. Mm-hmm. And he's looking through the sniper rifle. And then they do the same gag in Ultimatum, where oh, yeah. he's like we should have a meeting and she's like I'm at my office like no you're not I'm in your office right now (laughs) why'd they do the same fucking gag uh probably because they did kind of have to make up that one on the fly something about blockbusters in 2007 they were just making shit up like Spider-Man 3 yeah um at World's End Pirates of the Caribbean like something was like happening to Hollywood someone realized they just had to fucking cobble shit together and it worked sometimes all because all those franchises all those movies Spider-Man Pirates of the Caribbean and the Bourne movies were all franchises that studios were like, I don't know, it might make money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they famously thought Pirates was going to bomb. Like, everyone was, because no pirate movie had ever made money up to that point. And then it was like a massive hit. And once it it becomes a hit, and once it looks like the sequels will also be hit, that's when all the studio guys come in and have a bunch of notes. Because now it's about maximizing the amount of money you can get out of a movie. And that's yeah. what leads to a lot of making up on the fly. Uh, also, 2016, Sully. I like Sully. The last uh, story that made me feel good about America. <laughs> the last good Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, did you see Cry Macho? I did not. It's uh, it's a shame Clint Eastwood died three years before they started filming. But <laughs> I think he gave a great <laughs> performance anyway. <laughs> That was mean. I apologize, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> no, you don't. Not really. Yeah, but... you're good. Ash, um, they all say right, Exodus like Gods me. and Kings. Ah, Matt, would you recommend it? Ah, that's how he talked that whole movie. Um, wait, The Magnificent Seven was also 2016. Oh, man, Remember? that was a nothing year for, like, yeah. big movies. The Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Another movie where someone just, like, casually asked Tim Burton in interviews, like, hey, why are all the kids white in the movie? And Tim Burton was like, why do people always want cast to be diverse? Like, I remember when they had a diverse character on a show I watched as a kid, they fucked the whole show up. People were like, whoa, where'd this come from, Tim? <laughs> like, and now he's on Netflix doing the Wednesday Addams show, and he's yeah. like, oh, see, I, I, I cast colored people. Which feels like it's been in production for about seven years at this point. Yeah. Uh, the Girl on the Train... You remember that? The Tate Taylor movie? Uh, oh, that fucking hack, yeah. You remember that movie? Oh my god, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at all the number one movies of that year. <laughs> um, 
Well, yeah. The Handmaiden came out that year too. Uh, yeah, but that's a great movie and like was barely released. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like this the smaller stuff comparatively no, smaller. It, yeah, better. it's a great year for tiny movies. It's a bad year for fucking anything that was released. Why? Yeah. Oh, uh, for other people curious because these are a bunch of my favorite stuff like Jackie. I still uh, haven't seen Jackie. I think you'd like Jackie. I should have watched it before we did JFK. Yeah, maybe. To, right. see, Jackie, to see how that movie was part of the cover-up. No. Uh, <laughs> Jackie, Hunt for the Wilder People, which I've talked about really going to bat for. I, and, I really hope that director stuff. goes places. Oh. <laughs> um, Green Room. This movie, I will say, Green Room's fantastic. Green Room's it'll, fucking it'll great. It'll make you feel miserable when you watch it, but it's great. Um, this Gods of Egypt kind of reminded me a lot of Thor, Love and Thunder. No. Yeah, it really did. That's that's it, a shame. Really, yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, oh, some actual comedies I think are like really underappreciated. Uh, Edge of Seventeen, which is like a coming of age that's one a, too. Yeah, solid movie. Neighbors Two, I think, is fucking hysterical. The Neighbors movies are kind of underrated. They're super <laughs> underrated. There are some fucking gags in there that kill me like nothing else. Uh, How to Be Single, which is like, I think a great movie. Period. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not seen that one. Okay. No one talks about it anymore. I'm like, why aren't we talking about this movie all the time? <laughs> what year was uh, Dope? Remember the 2015? Movie Dope? I like that movie. No one seems I to like talk Dope about a lot, it. too. Yeah, no one seems yeah. to talk about it that much. I don't know. But... Rick Famuyiwa is, like, so talented. He, yeah. he does the best episodes of The Mandalorian alongside Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck? Maybe they're grooming him to be a Star Wars guy. I hope that's not yeah. what they're doing with those directors, though. Like, I feel like this is, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but also, he's he's just clearly such a talented dude, and he was going to do The Flash way back when, and maybe that's a good thing he didn't. Yeah, maybe he's um, like, wow, dodged a fucking bullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he dodged a bullet like The Flash would dodge a bullet. You get it because he runs so fast. No, no, yeah, I, I, I got it, I got it. That's his superpower. Um, he runs really fast. Took him fucking forty years to make a Flash movie. Yeah, I know. What, what is that, huh? <laughs> the show will have gone on for nine seasons by the time the movie comes yeah. out. Wow. The show started and ended from when the movie was announced and completed <laughs> and released. God damn. I guess this guy taking over can't do any worse than the guys that were already in charge. I guess. <laughs> um, oh, Kubo and the Two Strings also came out in 2016. That's the last wow. one I'm going to mention because that's like my favorite movie from that year. That's a really solid me, movie. It makes me cry a lot. Um, all the time. Like uh, Weird Company. Weird Company. They should keep making movies. Um, also, let your workers unionize. Yeah, that's, anyways. Yeah, that's probably... Um, but also, from that year, uh, The Accountant. People like that movie. Remember The Accountant. Another, you know what, it feels like, I'm not saying it was, like, wrong for people, that, like, I don't want this to come across as being, like, people shouldn't have complained, but it feels like these conversations about, like, representation, where it's, like, A, the whitewashing in this movie, and B, the account, where it's, like, his character's, like, kind of autistic, but they make it look like a superpower, right? Mm-hmm. This feels like those conversations were really big until the election happened, and then people were, like, we, we we gotta focus on other things for a little bit. Like, yeah. fuck movies. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like we're we're headed back to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
is like I feel like those criticisms are, are popping up more and more again. Yeah. Uh, about certain movies that are coming out. Well, because like, now we have a president that is legally dead, so like no one's paying attention to what's happening. The Clint Eastwood of presidents. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden gave a great performance in Cry Macho. <laughs> and he just falls over. Just, and the cameras are done. Just, it's just him falling over constantly. <laughs> We're back to the fucking Gerald Ford era. Isn't it funny the guy keeps falling over? Did Gerald Ford get shot? I don't know. <laughs> no, Reagan got shot. Sorry. Didn't they miss? Uh, no, Reagan got hit. No, you know what the weird thing about Reagan was? Uh, fucking Hankley missed because he was a bad shot. But the 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 car for the president was so armored, the bullets ricocheted off the car and hit Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what it's almost like, got him. Like, like something out of Wanted. Yeah, a little you know, bit. Curving the bullets to reflect off the bulletproof car. You know what Reagan said before he uh, went under for surgery? I actually have no idea. I hope you're not Democrats. That's allegedly what he said. And then he was. You know what? And then when he, for a piece of shit, that's pretty funny. That was the thing. He was funny. That's the problem. Like I can't deny that Reagan did have some good comedic chops. It's just he was an evil person. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen that video of like Hitler flirting with uh, the woman recording him? Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of those first Tumblr moments where people started to get really serious about history in the world. But they brought up a good point where it was like, you know, it's uncomfortable to watch like a truly evil monster man like. Mm acts human because yeah i mean that's, that's what they are still that's a big problem people have today where it's like they can't like everyone gets diagnosed with like being a psychopath on youtube you know mm-hmm. where it's like you actually have to go through like a lot of like clinical studies to be officially called a psychopath but we want to believe that people that do awful things have to be like sort of like abnormal and it's like you would be shocked what the average person could do if they're pushed enough you know Mm-hmm. Or just like, or they just don't have a compass in them, which can happen, you know, without abuse at all. Like, but hey, uh, speaking of Donald Trump, um, also Reagan was like, I want to meet with Hinckley. I want to show him there's no hard feelings. And like the doctors had to be like, no, like you don't understand. He's insane. Like. This will not help John Isn't Hinckley. Hinckley doing, like, YouTube videos yeah, right now? Yeah, he's, he's, he released an album. He's out, and he's, like... <laughs> good for on, him. Yeah, good for good you, for John. Him. Good for you, John Hinckley. Way to take your shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what a guy. What a weird... <laughs> the album's a real hole-in-one. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Well, if a bullet goes in, he blew away the competition. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Also, Moana. (laughs) (laughs) This this episode had nothing to do with Gods of Egypt. It's not very good. I'm sorry. I can't go back to it. Moana is one of my favorite Disney movies, though. Go watch Moana. Yeah. Go watch Moonlight again if you haven't. I know some of you haven't seen it in a while. It holds the fuck up. It's terrific. I get why you don't want to put it on, but it's actually totally worth putting on. Yeah, you know, it's one of those movies that's, like, definitely heavy, but, like, I always feel, like, like elated by the end of it, you know? And it's, yeah. it's definitely a movie I watch to, like, kind of, kind of, like, study, like, the camera movements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I also love Travanta Rhodes. I don't know, 
what the fuck is up that Hollywood didn't just scoop that guy up and make him the leading man and everything? Like, he's so clearly I wonder for what, what could Holly, what prejudices could Hollywood have? <laughs> no, that... I mean, I know why. <laughs> I'm saying, like, you know, this dude just has so much fucking charisma and star yeah. power. Like, people were revisiting the Shane Black Predator around Prey's release, mm-hmm. and, like, I'll I'll defend that movie for myself. I won't recommend it to anyone else. But I do think even like Shrivanta Rhodes is like kind of secretly incredible. No, he is great in that supporting in it. role. He is. It's the movie's bad. Like yeah, it's, it's like oh maybe he should have been the lead. Um, hey, but... what was the number one movie um, when Trump won? <laughs> it's probably something fucked up. I don't know. No, you know what? I bet it was something really nice. Like no. All right, you it ready? was Utopia. Boo, a Medea Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) My brain is poisoned. And then Doctor Strange won the next weekend, so. But yeah, it was Boo, a Medea Halloween. Oh my god. That was pretty bad. Um, Remember that movie? I, I do. I, I thought she was going to be fighting monsters or something. I know. What a ripoff. <laughs> I know. I know. I forgot that like Tyler Perry movies are all these like weird moralizing things. Like, yeah. But did Medea finally die? Uh, he's bringing her back. Oh, okay. That lasted all of two years, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever, Tyler Perry. Yeah, Medea Homecoming. Cool. Does she come back from the dead? I don't know. That would be wild. It's weird that the It came first... out on February 25th of 2022. It's weird that the first uh, Tyler Perry Medea vehicle is called, like, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Which mm-hmm. sounds like it's, like, some heavy shit. And it's, like, got Medea in it. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one where she drives through a, uh, the... She drives through a fast food chain place... Like, drives into the building and, like, attacks the workers. Oh, my God. I have she, no idea. Because she felt slighted by it. <laughs> I actually don't know. So, there you go. I saw Medea's family reunion. Oh, how was it? Um, I laugh when Medea, like, starts slapping a kid. Yeah. You and know, she I... starts saying, didn't your mama teach you any manners? I, I hate to admit it, but I do find that about... Like, that's something that will just make me laugh. Yeah. Just smacking a kid upside the head. <laughs> yeah. You do violence to children in um, film and fiction. It's pretty funny. It's for Like, I just reason. saw Body Snatchers, the, the Abel Ferrar Body oh, Snatchers. Oh, they throw that the kid out screen. of the helicopter? <laughs> when they throw that kid out of the helicopter, people went ballistic. Like, it was like, like laughs of relief, thankfully, not mocking. Everyone was really into it. I saw it with the best yeah. possible crowd. Well, because that's but, like, like that movie's a fucking nightmare in that third act. Like that thing is so upsetting. That yeah, movie. and um, just like it, it's clearly fucked with people so much. People next to me were just like, "Oh, you need a, you need a release after." Yeah, so I guess the kid getting yeah. thrown out of a helicopter is uh, good enough. Yeah, because um, he's pod screaming at you. There's this. Are those the scariest pod people screams? Um, the original, I mean, the 70s one screams are pretty good. Those, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking away from any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But this one, maybe just because I saw it in the theater, it was like really, yeah, really fucked Goddamn, up. Goddamn, all of those pod movies fucked me up as a kid. 
Like I'm I'm fucked up to this day from those movies. Yeah. Like it's never gotten better. Like I can lie to myself and be like, "No, nah, I can get to sleep normal." And it's like, "No, I can't." <laughs> and it's like it's because of those fucking pod people, man. It's fucking. You would think that like that the fear of that would wear off after a certain point, and it just doesn't. Like yeah. that's a scary fucking movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Uh, Matt, would you recommend White Egypt to people? Um. Oh God. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I put you in a corner. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Um. There's some sequences in it that are fun. I honestly was like watching it. What I kind of the thing I took away from it was that like if I'm ever gonna do like a fantasy science fiction epic, you use the CGI to do like really basic stuff like landscapes or like making people look taller and then you got to make the action actually look real mm-hmm. and don't don't make that the cgi don't do flying the flying looked really bad in this i you know what i actually like the flying it, it looks very video gamey and uh critic and twitter pundit uh professional shit talker vice victus brought up a good point that i really agree with um he was saying like a bunch of like white people were going crazy about this movie because it's so, like, wacky and goofy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fucking... Video games do this stuff oh, all that the was time. My, that was my other take, is that this would have worked as a video game. Yeah. Because it is so much of, like, go here, get the thing, to do the thing, to finish the thing. Like, it is such a, like, Prince of Persia-type video game. Mm-hmm. And it would have worked as that, not a movie. So maybe that's where all the special effects shit really went. Like, it's just... They're all video games now. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm fine with, honestly. Like, yeah, like all the AAA stuff is kind of in a rut right now. Trying to like, they're they're all just doing kind of the same stuff. They all want to be the Last of Us, and like that's a bad thing to copy. Like, even like regardless of what you think of the Last of Us, just let the Last of Us be the Last of Us. Yeah, I don't want other games to be that, which is kind of what God of War turned into. Which sucks because the original God of War stuff was this basically, (laughs) you know, just more violent. I'm sure you could um, find a way to do both if you knew what you were doing. Oh, sure, yeah. And it's not that's like the like, new God of War game was bad. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the 2018 one. I haven't played the Ragnarok. Um, but, like, it's not bad. It's just, like, I just... But that's like I, those I, Dead I, Rising I sequels where, like, they all got, like, super serious after the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you forget it's a game about, like, you can pick up literally any object and hit a zombie with it. And, like, you can put your guy in, like, a dress and have him run around. And, like, the video game cutscenes will keep him in whatever goofy outfit you're in, you know? Like, yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah. You can't have a serious plot on top of that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they straight up they straight up try to turn Dead Rising 4 into, like, a Last of Us ripoff. And fucking... I never played uh, that fourth one. Um, it's bad. Aww. It's very bad. That's the one where they, like, tried to turn Frank West into Bruce Campbell. You know, mm. which like a it misunderstands Bruce Campbell and b it misunderstands the appeal of Frank West, which is like Frank is kind of like a cipher. You know, you can project whatever you want onto him. You know, yeah, and it's fun either way. It hits this yeah. perfect. Dead Rising is kind of a perfect video game. I you, know? you, you talking about it just reminds me how much fun I had with that game. Uh, like I might do a stream of it sometime this week. Or all so, right, uh, might finally go back to streaming. Um, and I'm going to try and do a all-in-one-go uh, save all the uh, survivors um, run. Oh, uh, nice. nice. And I, I, I might be able to do it, but it's been a while, so who knows? Uh, it can be a challenge. Yeah, but it's a fun it, it game. It can be. Fun game. 
Yeah, fun game. Uh, go play Dead Rising. Go watch Moana. Go watch the Bourne trilogy if you want some action. Listen to old episodes of this podcast. <laughs> Listen to old episodes of this podcast. Um, this is not the worst movie we ever talked about on here. We just talked about North a couple weeks ago, a couple yeah. months ago. North is uh, significantly worse. Yeah. Uh. But, uh... Yeah, not good. Thanks for joining me, though, Matt. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, we um, we got we got stuff coming up. Yeah, we're you know what? No, I will do the the. We have three possible movies left. I'm gonna do the little rotating, um, random number generator right now. All right, all right. Just uh, just plugging away at that. Okay, ready? Yes. Our next movie. Is Starship Troopers. Hey! I'm very happy about that. That's never a better time to discuss Starship Troopers. Oh my god. I know. What the fuck is even going to happen? We'll see. The president might be in trouble. (laughs) Mm. Hmm. But hey, that might actually be some good news for once. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There might be some good news, hopefully. Wouldn't that be wild if there were actual consequences for actions? For the rich, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. The rich and powerful. Yeah. That'd be nice. They'll never Until do it. Until then, <laughs> tune in next time to find out the answer to that question. Yes. Here on the Waffle Press Retrospectives Failed Blockbuster Season 2. Matt, thank you again for joining me. Where can the people find you? I'm at EmperorOTN1 at Twitter.com. And follow me on Twitter to see if I start streaming video games. Yeah. Which I'm trying to do. Yeah. Also follow me at Dave Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon, where you can get early access to the next retrospectives. Uh, maybe, hopefully, the rest of the retrospectives for Fail Blockbusters at the, by that point. <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe. If you didn't like this, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something to do like. Uh, take care of each other. Do Go do a good thing. Go Go donate. To, to some charity or something. Death uh, to the fascist insect that preys upon the life of the people. That's the one. All right, we've been professionally <laughs> unprofessional. So long, everyone. I have something set up for me. We need your help. Soon I will rule all of the world. So how do we stop him? Try to keep up. You know what's waiting. Set has an army behind him. Gods, beasts, demons. You will bring them reckoning! Bow before me or die. I won't make that mistake. That's a storm. Sets hunters riding the pets. We should run. Run? We mortals do it all the time.